0: Maybe I should put my hat on for the first time. I like that. For a picture. I don't like my hat. That is very authentic. I mistook you for a cowboy for a second.
1: 700 footprints between your front porch and mine. We have 18 years to count them up in time.
2: Welcome to this episode of The Art Box, Recording from the 39th Annual Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association provides creative opportunities for all ages. Get creative with us at the Mesquite Fine Arts Center, located at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartscenter.com, or on Facebook, The Art Box.
1: Welcome Gus
0: Brackett, who's a children's book author. You may do other things too, Gus. I do. I do many other things. You? you can tell us about them then. So what titles do I have? I am a husband, I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a cattle rancher, I am on a volunteer fire department. I, I do, I've got a, a lot of hats and one of the hobbies that I do is I write books. And then man, I'm wondering why I am on an art podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Yeah,
1: because we get into art, being an author is writing is art, it,
0: right? It I think so. I, think? I, I um you know, I have a daughter that actually has talent and she is an amazing artist. And when you tell her that she's an artist, she's like, I just doodle. But you look at her stuff and like it's it's art, it's amazing. And and so I, I the same thing with me is I, I just I make smudges on a page. And if people enjoy it and can find some an emotional emotional connection to it, then I guess yeah, I, I guess it is art.
1: Gus, when do you find time to write with all that going on? And also, tell us a little bit about the creative. Well, so when do I find time?
0: When um, I'm stuck in a snowdrift. Oh. So that so I I really am a cattle rancher. That's that's what pays the bill. I don't I don't make any money from my books. I do it purely for the for the entertainment value for myself. Like, I I do have an audience. I I write for my kids. I, that's the primary, primary thing. But so the creative process for me, I write traditionally. I have a notepad, I have a pen, and I put pen to paper. That's that's how I do it. And I do it when I when I'm stuck in a snowdrift. When I have a, an extra 10 minutes here, I, I just I do it when I when I when my hands get fidgety. I, I have to do something. And and so that that's when I write. And then um, from there I'll take I'll take that written page, and then type it into a computer. And that's edit number one. And then I edit again and again and again. Probably 15 edits before it's all said and done. You know when you're creating the written word, uh, spoken. Word, is really challenging in my mind because I don't have a chance to go back and fix it. Right? So uh, right now my voice is being captured, my thoughts are being captured, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I wish I could change what I just said, right? (laughs) Yeah, I need an editor for but but that's that's the thing I love about writing is that I can go back and I uh, make it perfect. I can I can I can adjust it. I can I can do whatever I do I, I can I can write out a joke and it's not quite right, and so then I can mess with it, and I can read it to somebody and see what kind of reaction they get. If I get the reaction I'm looking for, if I don't, then I can go back and uh, uh, tweak it again. And and so by the by the time it's all said and done, I've got 15 edits, and then it goes to an actual editor, <laughs> and and they'll. Um, so my wife has a degree in journalism. Um, she's a, an amazing editor. She's an amazing writer in her own right, but she'll go through and make sure that it actually resembles the English language when she's done with it. (laughs) Um, so, but 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 then uh, from the, the process from there is uh, I typically send it off to an illustrator. Uh, my books are better illustrated, I think. For, you know, for for kids' books, they they've they've got to have uh, that component to it. And so I send it to an illustrator. the the, the most recent book that I did was a, a very personal book, and so I got a different illustrator for it. Um, the, the The first set I did a series of of books, um, historical fiction from 1910. Uh, I got a I got a renowned um, cowboy artist. His name's Don Gill. And he he did the the illustrations for those books. And I I love his illustrations. The the challenge with it, though, is I I had a picture in my mind of what the characters looked like when I wrote the book. And when he illustrated it, that became the new picture. And and, and so I I can't even remember what, what they used to look like in my brain because now. Were they close? Uh, most of them were pretty, pretty close, yeah. but but you know he's got his own his own style and his new. I mean, so it, it changed it. And so for this most recent project, it was a very personal. It was a uh, somewhat of an autobiography, um, and and uh, you know, you throw around those terms. They're just stupid stories about when I was a kid. Would be a better way to describe it. Well, they're probably not stupid. Well, you know, they're fun, amusing. Amusing is a better word. I, I I get it. And so I had my daughter illustrate that book, and she's so she's only. 16 she's not She's a good artist, but the best thing about that is I was able to just give it to her, and so I was able to retain the, what everything looked like in my own brain.
1: I was going to ask you where you got your ideas. So there are a lot from your childhood experiences and growing. I was and where where is your ranch
0: and where So our ranch is in Three Creek, Idaho. Oh, okay. And so everybody knows. I, I um, whenever somebody asks me where I'm from, I always say Three Creek, in the same way that someone would say Chicago. Or New York, York <laughs> and I try and I try and cast that same indignation that someone would say if I said, "Well, where's Chicago at?" I, I try and cast that same. So, so three Three Creek is about 80 miles southwest of Twin Falls. We're right on the Nevada border, so our ranch is um, right on the edge of the Columbia and Great Basins. If I so we're in the Columbia Basin. If I go out my back door and climb on a hill, I can see the Great Basin, and so we we run. We raise cattle, horses, and kids. It's a family ranch. It's big enough to keep us busy. Um, It's it's a great place to grow up. It, it, you know, one of the things that, when when you're, when you're, when you engage in a creative process and try and find, so voice is very important to me and trying to find my voice was very important. And, and, and I'm, I'm, i'm thinking about it more now that i have children because i'm trying to help them to develop their own voice too, whatever that voice may be with my daughter that's an artist with the that that, uh, illustrates her voice is with her pen drawing pictures right and i have a son that that does leather work and right now His voice is uh, carving in leather like it's he does amazing amazing work with that I have a daughter that's getting into journalism and then again same thing she's trying to craft her voice trying to just find it and so one of the things about finding voice is just trying to be unique and different and I I struggled with that until I realized that like nobody lives the life that I do and so it was once I got past that um, it was really easy to find my voice it was just uh, First thing I tried to do was come up with a pseudonym, right? My name is Gus Brackett. I, I don't know that you could come up with a more cowboy pseudonym than that. <laughs> no, that's a pretty good <laughs> name. And, and so when I, again, when you're when you're trying to create stuff, it, it's it's so easy to to look at the way other people do it and um, not not realize that that their story is amazing because it's theirs in the same way that mine is pretty okay. Because it's mine. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's good advice for young people listening to this podcast.
0: For sure. For sure. I, I can. It, it depends on what kind of uh, what kind of voice you do find. And, you know, that's the uh, amazing part about art in general. Uh, so, so here in Elko, you, you, you see it all. You see the the paintings, um, the the poetry, the the musicians. It, everybody has their particular genre. Uh, podcasting could be an art you know. We we think so thank you. In my mind what art is is someone trying to make an emotional connection with another human being and it can be dance it could be part that always amazes me so when you watch a movie um, you can get an emotional connection with that movie and and I I look at that and I marvel at all of the tools that they have so they have dialogue they have a color they have a soundtrack you know that you can manipulate emotions with just music right Right? And the only tool I have on my t- toolbox is smudges on a page, right? And, and it's not even smudges that I put there. It's uh, smudges that I put on a computer and then made a PDF and then sent it to a multinational corporation. And then they put the smudges on the page. And how do I possibly get an emotional connection with anybody from that, from just smudges on a page, right? Well, you, you do.
1: Um, yeah,
2: because we tend... We tend to read a book, even if it's fiction, and I can read different fictions, and I can tell what author it is. For sure. Because I'm sure you've got a lot of books here. I bet you are in every book. Uh, now that I've met you, I will know. I'll have you know your image what? in my head. That,
0: that's, what's, that's what's crazy. I, and they, um, So I, I have five, a series of five children's books and then I have a the most recent one I, I did is, is a, a little bit uh, more advanced um, I, I, it's young adults book um, so the more you do it the better you get Right? You start recognizing. With everything. R- sure. Right, right. And so the, the first book that I wrote, I, I just wrote it. I didn't have a plan. When you get to the end of it, to tell you the truth, I, I, I hate rereading some of my books, but but you get to the end and it meanders just a little bit. And I'm like, well, that's because I didn't know where I was
1: headed.
0: <laughs> 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 but, but I have people ask me who the characters are based on. And so, like, the youngest character in the book was me, young. Uh, the teenage character in the book was me as a teenager. Uh, the thirty-year-old in the book was me at the time I wrote it. <laughs> Kid, and, and uh, so I, and I didn't even realize it. I, I um, have you ever heard of James Shoshone?
2: Yeah, we've seen his pictures.
0: He's an amazing artist. Oh, do you and think?
2: Oh my yeah.
0: I, I um I. Uh,
2: don't tell me you got him as an illustrator. No, I. Uh, <laughs> or I was, tell me you got him. If I was
0: smart, I would. But but he. Um, so I, I bought a painting off him one time, and it was just talking with my I, I actually had my daughter discuss just some of his text techniques with me, and so he sat down on a business card and, and drew a picture. It was just a picture, and I said, who is that? And he's like, I don't know, just some guy in my head. And I looked at it, and I'm like, that's you. (laughs) And and so I think that's what the the great artists like James Shoshone does is is he's not afraid to draw himself. And And I think that going back to my kids and helping them find their voice, that's one of the parts that frustrates me to no end, is they want to tell every story out there but their own. And it, and I get that because that's scary, right? So you have to be super vulnerable to tell your own story, to create your own art, to to, to, to use your own voice. Like, it's super easy to come down to Elko and recite a poem by Wadi Mitchell because Wadi Mitchell's great. And but what's super scary is to come up with your own, you put your own thumbprint on a poem and stand up in front of people and recite it. And and I get why why people want to to mimic and to You know, to to use their creative process to tell, to steal someone else's voice. I get that because, like, we all know that Waddy Mitchell's good because you can hear him and you just know it. I think the scariest part about trying to use your own voice is, am I any good? Does that make sense? You just don't know. You haven't put it out there. And what's amazing, though, is the stuff that is not just good, but the, the stuff that's great out there are the people that do that. Um, that that that's genuinely how you get great art is someone that's not afraid to put put themselves out there to to use their own voice. Yeah, and, and come to think of it, most of the cowboy poets here, it
2: is about themselves.
1: It is, I mean, and the, the good one for
2: sure is the guy last year we interviewed Eddie with uh, with the rooster. That was hilarious but that was eddie that was a true story when he was yes. seven years old for sure so
0: but that's you know and there's uh, you'll you'll see some performers down here that will do do the oldies they'll they'll do the old hits and they'll and that's what i again, we, uh, if you don't learn and develop as an artist, then you're, you're doing it wrong, right? And so that's one of the things I found when I wrote my first several books is I was telling grandpa's stories. And those were fun to write and to tell, and, um, but the most meaningful ones are the most recent ones I've done where I used my own voice, um, told my own stories. And, and uh, again, so like the scary part about telling your own stories is I'm not, I'm not sure what the statute of limitations are on some of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm so glad to hear, too, that you're encouraging your daughter to tell her story. What I find uh, when I try to schedule women for even podcast interviews, they're so hesitant to tell their story. I may even have them scheduled, and they'll think of a reason to to um, not show up, to not schedule, and it was so sad yesterday when we listened to Yvonne Hollenbeck talking about her grandfather, who was so famous, and there was so much written about him, and yet her grandmother there was nothing written about her. She couldn't find anything except a few things her grandmother wrote down. And so I think that's so good that young dads like you are encouraging their daughters to speak up and tell their stories as well Well, now. First, thank you for calling me young.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I I do have... I have three daughters, so I have have a son and three daughters, and um, it's really easy to assume that when you live on a ranch it's very patriarchal, but ours was not. In 1934, my great-grandfather died, and my great-grandmother ran the place. And so there, there's other there's other outfits in our area that have a, a similar story. You know, I'm, I'm fifth generation cattle rancher. That was the second generation, and and there's there's families in our neighborhood that the second generation they just um, there's an arc when it comes to a family business where the the founder um, has amazing ideas and is very creative and comes up with a new concept and and they grow a ranch, a family business, whatever it is, and then that second generation just puts it on cruise control and and does the same thing and then the third generation will come along and there's not a fourth generation because they they don't know how to to create they don't know how to to be entrepreneurial when it comes to business um the second generation for my family was my great my great-grandmother. Um, and she, it was out of necessity because my great-grandfather died at a young age. And so she ran that place for 30 years. Um, she had amazing business acumen. She was not afraid to, to grow the ranch. And so and and other ranches were, were staying the same. And this was during the Depression. Um, she had no debts. And so she was able to buy ranches at a discount. And this is a, a, a woman in the 30s, 40s, 56. She was one of the founding members of the Southern Idaho Livestock Hall of Fame. Um, her and wow. another, yeah, her and another man. Like, uh, so she just, just that—that's our heritage, and it would be criminal for me to steal that from my daughters. Like that—that's what I, I try and encourage them. Is, is that's that's part of their heritage. That's part of that. That's part of who we are, and we don't on our place. Uh, we don't have men's work and women's work. We have work and it doesn't care who gets it done and 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 they do and, and um I really, I really appreciate the fact that they've taken that mantle and they've, um, they're, they're strong, they're independent. They, they're going to tell a story. I I don't know what that story is going to be. Um, my middle daughter, her story is going to be fixing animals because she wants to be a veterinarian. And, and, and and there's so many ways to, to have a voice and to, and to, to tell your story. And so I, I, I I encourage it. Uh, and it's not just my daughters, it's my son too. I, I, I try and,
1: I mean, you just try, you just try, right? Sure. Absolutely. What a great story. It is. Well, Gus, we thank you so much for spending some time with us. And this was a great discussion, for not, sure. not only about the creative process in your books, but also about encouraging young people to tell their story. For sure. Thank you. Yep, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Gus, thank you. And now
0: I ask, what's your favorite book? Uh, My Summer with T-Bone. My Summer with T-Bone. Yeah, I should be selling my books.
2: (laughs) Let's do that. Talk about your books. Where can you you get your books?
0: Yeah, you can... Amazon.com, any of the .com booksellers. um, My Summer with T-Bone with Gus Brackett. That's that's by far my favorite. It's my voice. If you want to creep into the recesses of my demented mind, that's the book for you. I'll I'll (laughs) look over and pick it up. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So...
1: Okay, so Amazon, do you have a website or anything?
0: Uh, Facebook page. You can you can find me on Facebook. I wish I was more active there, but. Um, ghost oh, bracket. Yep, for sure, for sure.
1: You're busy ranching and volunteer firefighter <laughs> yep, and yep. all of it. and and I do I do have
0: a I have a monthly column in Ag Proud Idaho and um, oh, okay. same same do but back page. It's okay. kind of new, kind of fun.
2: Thanks to Jesse Veeder for our music in this episode. The Artbox sponsors, thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We welcome all comments. You can email us at artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.
1: Quiet songs, big ears, big heart. A girl needs a dog.